Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, you know him from ESPN, Buster Olney. Good morning, Buster. What's going on? Well, a lot for the Cardinals because Adam Wainwright news yesterday caught everyone off guard. And and I think for Cardinal fans, Buster, there was already concern going into the season that the team had question marks in the rotation. And Wainwright's stint on the IL only adds to that concern. What are your thoughts on Wainwright's situation and the direction the Cardinals will go? Yeah, I'm doing these uh, team previews in the podcast that I do, and there's no doubt that the Cardinals' potential fall line is in their rotation. And, you know, to, to right away have a guy who was one of the most stable pitchers they had in that group last year, it's a hit on one hand. I, I would say this, is that when you get pitchers, you know, to the age where Adam is, it'd be 42 by year's end, I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise that his season is effectively going to be reduced. You know, maybe rather than the, you know, the normal 30 to 32 starts, maybe he winds up making, you know, 25 starts or 20 starts during the year, and maybe that'll help keep him fresh. I thought at the end of last year, my perception was is that he might have been worn down a little bit. Um, so this, this uh, I don't think it's potentially as devastating as it, it, it might have felt when you first saw the news. Um, and, and, you know, the, the question is going to continue to be, what are you going to get out of Flaherty? You know, what are you going to get out of Matt's? You know, will other guys in the rotation be able to stay healthy? And, you know, Adam, I'm sure, especially as he gets close to the finish line on his career, I mean, he'll ramp it up, and I think he'll be effective down the stretch. Maybe this injury will help him do that. Yeah, it's weird that you say that. We were just talking about the potential glass-half-full aspect of it, that it could save him up yeah. to the end of the season, which he, he ran into last year. And now the Cardinals have a guy in Jake Woodford whose slider has really been effective this spring, getting to come in and perhaps seeing if they have a solution to the questionable depth in the month of April. Uh, overall, you were just talking about the question marks with Flaherty, and certainly uh, the Cardinals are, are going to have to see what Steven Matz can do, but he had a great performance yesterday against the Yankees, and has had a, a good spring so far. Your evaluation of the Cardinal rotation versus the other teams that you would consider uh, pennant contenders in the National League? Well, and, and specifically in the National League Central, I, I mean, when you look at the Milwaukee Brewers, when you can start with a Corbin Burns and a Brandon Woodruff, you know, Freddie Peralta, who seems healthy again, that, that to me is the class uh, of the division. Um, you know, the Mets with Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, that could be excellent if the Braves get Kyle right back from the shoulder issue he's had in the spring. They've got a really good rotation. I, I, you know, I, I sort of put the Cardinals' uh, potential in, in, with their rotation somewhere 
you know, in the five to, to eight range, depending a lot on Flaherty, right? I mean, Flaherty's the guy who's demonstrating his career. He can be a frontline guy if that shoulder's okay, if he's healthy. So we'll, you know, wait and see how that plays out. But the, the one thing about when you, when you evaluate the Cardinals, I think context is so important. You know, you've got – it's arguably – the worst division in baseball, and the Brewers clearly are a team in transition. They traded Josh Hader even while in first place at the deadline last year, and now coming up to this year's trade deadline, one of the big questions is will they trade Corbin Burns to maximize his value before he walks away as a free agent in 2024? Will they trade Willie Adamas? Uh, they they showed last summer they're willing to be aggressive to, you know, to help manage their payroll and so we'll see if they do that again this year. I think Cardinals are clearly the best team in the division and probably the easiest pick among the six divisions. When you look at the Cardinals, Buster, um, one of the, the issues that they had uh, in recent postseason failures is their offense. Now, certainly, uh, Ali Marmol already has said he's going to have his 3-4-5 determined with uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado and Contreras before he even has to show up in St. Louis next Thursday to take on the Blue Jays. But when it comes to the other positions, so far this spring, uh, one of the stories has been the two rookies, uh, potential rookies, in Jordan Walker and whenever Mason Wynn gets his shot. And then Nolan Gorman has had one surprisingly strong spring, both offensively and defensively. You know the Cardinals have options in the middle infield uh, with Edmund and the utility ability of Brendan Donovan, and of course Mason Wynn is is lurking. Could the Cardinals use what would be a surplus to acquire pitching should it be a need later on in the season, especially with the huge free agents class following this regular season? There's no doubt about it. No team has a better stable of major league-ready prospects, guys who are going to be everyday players in the big leagues than the Cardinals. They're stacked, and I think it's you know, for uh, for Ollie, as he makes decisions on a daily basis, he can simply base it on this. Who's playing the best? And he's got this great group of young players, and he can say, hey, uh, you know, Gorman, he's swinging it well. We're going to go with him. Uh, Donovan's swinging it well. We're going to go with him. Jordan Walker, uh, you know, he, he looks great. He's one of baseball's best prospects. We're going to go with him. And, and I agree with you. You know, when we get to the deadline, you know, uh, if you know Corbin Burns is available, I feel like the Brewers are a, a team that's progressive enough that w- if there was a gap between the Brewers and the Cardinals, the division, I, it wouldn't shock me if the, the Brewers are willing to deal with the Cardinals uh, to make a trade. And of course, you know the guy who everyone's going to be watching leading up the trade deadline in terms of available starting pitchers is going to be Shohei Otani. You know, are the Angels going to be in contention? Or And if they are, Artie Moreno, their owner, has made it clear he's not trading Shohei, and I have my doubts as to whether or not he would under any circumstance. But if the Angels ever do that, and that was the advice of the front office to the owner last summer, it's time to trade Shohei. If they do that, uh, then the Cardinals are going to be in a great position to take because of that, that depth they have. And by the way, uh, you're talking about, talking about Woodford. Man, I saw him throw the other day. He, he looked great. Like they're mm-hmm. every spring, it feels like there's three or four guys that jump out at you, where you feel like that guy's taking a big step forward. That's that's the way it felt watching him pitch. 
Yeah, that's that's another element of the glass half full perspective on the situation with Wainwright, that he is going to get a shot in the Cardinal rotation. Speaking of players shining in spring, Jordan Walker was having triple crown caliber numbers uh, up until a recent slump. He hurt his shoulder against the Astros uh, 13 days ago, sliding headfirst into second base, and his numbers have tailed off since then. Uh, the Cardinals are not concerned. Walker's not concerned. Uh, let's talk about Jordan Walker, because Ali Marmol has said, Buster, that he is comfortable going with the platoon with Newt Bar, Carlson, O'Neill, and Walker in the outfield and then potentially DHing uh, one of them. What have you seen from Jordan Walker and what have you heard from people around baseball about this guy's talent level and what he can be? That he's a monster. You know, he, he is absolutely going to be a star in the big leagues. Uh, because it's not only the raw power, you know, which you're going to get if you're six foot six and 250 pounds, uh, but it's also the bat to ball skills. He just rakes, and he's so much better of an athlete than you might think just by looking at him. Uh, when you see him, the comfort level that he's played the corner outfield, and we had then uh, on a game, um, an exhibition game, and I got a chance to talk to him. He, he just seems so at ease in, in everything. You know, he, he is. I've described him to folks with other teams uh, when we've had conversations about, hey, what have you seen this spring? And I mentioned Jordan Walker feels like a 35-year-old, 20-year-old in how comfortable he is already. Um, and, and I suspect that you know, as they evaluate the question about whether or not to keep him in the big leagues, um, one of the, you know, one of the, the feeling is going to be one of, something that probably is being uttered is, look, if he goes into a slump early in the year, he'll be able to handle that. You can feel that. I do wonder – uh, about the shoulder injury and how that's going to impact, uh, you know, how the Brewers take him along. And it wouldn't be that big of a deal because they have so much depth if they were to have him start the year in the minor leagues. And this absolutely jumped out at me all spring. Uh, mm. He wasn't taking walks. And it's not, to, it's not that you should go into every spring training looking to take a bunch of walks. But I, I've always seen and, and felt like and talked to executives who believe that, uh, you know, patience at the plate is such a big deal for a young player. And it might be that, you know, he was always swinging at strikes, but that was one question I had coming out of it. You know, once he gets into the regular season, will opposing teams game plan and pitch him differently because he's swinging the bat aggressively? Buster Olney, kind enough to join us here on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. I want to ask you about some big-picture baseball questions. Uh, we will see the Cardinals opening up the season against the Blue Jays here in six days in St. Louis, Buster. And I think fans around the game are going to notice a quicker pace. We've seen about, what, 25 to 30-minute uh, decrease in yeah. length of game and spring training with the pitch clock. Uh, what have been your impressions of what we've seen in the substantial change and what have been the impressions of the players and pitchers you have spoken with throughout the course of the Grapefruit League and Cactus League? Well, we can already forecast this. There's going to be complaining. Uh, you're going to hear from some veteran pitcher in a big spot who feels like that he was rushed, that he made a pitch he didn't want to uh, make, and uh, they're going to give voice to it. And, you know, behind the scenes, when you talk to players, especially on background, what you do hear is from some of them, uh, is that they do feel uh, some of the particular players will feel rushed uh, during the course of a plate appearance, and they're still getting used to, the big leaguers are uh, getting used to the pace because, of course, the minor leaguers have been playing with it in recent seasons. And you also hear complaints from staffers about the umpires becoming variables in the enforcement of it. 
In other words, you have a pitch clock running down, and the umpires have a, a buzzer on their wrist, which tells them when the pitch clock expired. What managers, coaches are telling me is, is that some umpires will you know, call that right away, and some umpires might wait a split second. You've seen that in the NFL games when they're, you know, the play clock is going down. And that, I think, early in the season might be a point of contention. But I will tell you that generally most of the players I've spoken with, they love the pitch clock, and they love the quicker pace of the game. Uh, and I think it's going to be a great product. I feel like uh, you know that it'll really appeal to a younger audience. I have a son who's 18. He was watching the WBC game the other night, and which didn't have a pitch clock, and he was saying, "Man, this is dragging." And and that great game that ended with a you know Tawny facing Mike Trout, that uh, played out about an hour longer than what we've been accustomed to in spring training this year. And I think there'll be a group of fans who like the faster product. Yeah, I uh, I wanted to ask you in our final uh, line of questioning here, Buster, about the WBC. I, following you on Twitter, you retweeted Connor McDavid of the Oilers talking about yeah. how what we saw with uh, with the United States and Japan is something that the NHL, well, hockey, not the NHL, has been missing uh, for the last decade or so. And, uh, and, and, of course, that also got the talk going about Otani in your interview in which you said here is a guy who is most likely going to command – 500 or even 600 million dollars this offseason man that got people talking uh who do you think is really really in play for Shohei Otani when this offseason rolls around it's a short list but it's a perfect list for him you've seen the Dodgers this winter uh with the decisions they've made uh signing veterans like JD Martinez to short-term deals and bringing their payroll way down seemingly to prepare them for a, a run at Otani. And there have been conversations within that organization about getting ready uh, to, to go after Otani. And, of course, the New York Mets, you know, they also have their payroll structured. Max Scherzer, Justin Berlander are on short-term deals. They're going to be in a position to take a big run at Otani. And remember, their general manager, Billy Epler, was with the Angels when they lured mm. uh, Otani to Anaheim, and Billy played a huge role in that, and now he could play a huge role in that for the Mets. You can't ever rule out the Yankees. I think the Mariners potentially could be in play. Uh, and, and look, there's nobody in the history of baseball who uh, is, has ever come close to doing what Otani's doing. You know, he is a top ten pitcher. He's a top ten hitter. He also, uh, you know, represents uh, an ins- built-in insurance policy. Because let's say he got injured as a pitcher again, he could still be, you know, a guy who would give you tons of value as a hitter, and so nobody can replicate his value as a in terms of his production. Nobody can replicate his value in terms of his marketability. And wow, it does feel like he's still ascending. Like watching him in the WBC, he was like a twelve-year-old at the you know in little league who hit puberty before you know, four years before anybody else. He looks like he's going to put on an incredible show this year, which will be the year of Otani. It uh, it was something to behold. It truly was a classic. It lived up to the billing and uh, the numbers. The numbers in St. Louis actually were the best numbers around the country in the World Baseball Classic. But a number of people certainly are still talking about it. Buster only with us here on Balloon Party. Buster, thank you so much for the time this morning. Looking forward to your coverage uh, and of course your podcast uh, throughout the course of the baseball season. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
Thank you. That's Buster only joining us here on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. What did you think about what he had to say with regards to the Cardinals and the upcoming season? Your thoughts are welcome via the Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. We'll discuss it coming up on the other break, other side of the break. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. <laughs> 